It takes a lot to turn an idea into a business. Yahoo Small Business has everything you need to start and grow your business. Get online for free. Visit www.yahoosmallbusiness.com. I'm Christina Pittam, a creator and entrepreneur. And I'm Danielle Alexandra, a stylist and content creator. And we are... In case you haven't heard, podcast. Are we creators? Are we influencers? Bloggers? We don't even know. We're giving you the behind the scenes and an inside scoop of what really goes down so you know exactly what the fuck is going on. Alrighty, guys. So... Not gonna say I'm not nervous because I feel like I'm a little. This is my first solo episode. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to In Case You Haven't Heard. My name is Christina and I am the co host of this podcast. But today I am missing my co host, Danielle, because guys, we're in quarantine. I'm in quarantine. You're in quarantine. If you're not, you should be. The whole world is in lockdown mode because of this coronavirus. We've said it, we've heard it a million times by now. And the fact is it's a reality, it's happening and it's escalated very quickly. My personal experience, which we will get into later, has been pretty insane. So I am actually back in Toronto right now um, and I'm currently living in the UK. So I came back and I had to come back because of this whole pandemic. Yeah, I'm going to explain to you guys exactly how my experience went down traveling during Corona, how you guys are dealing with it, what you're doing with your time and what there is to really come out of this whole experience for the world and for society. So Before we get started, I'm going to call in Danielle because we're going to do a little intro for you guys. So we're going to FaceTime her in and hopefully you guys can hear everything she has to say because she's not here right now because I'm in quarantine in self-isolation and I have to be by myself for 14 days because I took a flight on Wednesday, last Wednesday. Today's Monday. So Danielle and I can't see each other and can't record together until that 14 days is up. So shit is pretty serious. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. This is so fun. I think they'll be able to hear you, which is great. I hope so. So, how are you? I'm good. I'm holding up. What have you been up to these days? Okay. So, I mean, let's see. I've been in quarantine. I guess you can say for a week, maybe less, because I've been I've been going out, but only for necessities. And then I had a few meetings last Monday, but they were canceled due to this quarantine and all on the phone. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about why we're not together. So I told them it's 14 days of isolation and obviously you don't want to get coronavirus, right? (laughs) Yes, obviously. I did briefly see you through my car window because when I went to go grab the microphones, I did drop them off briefly on Thursday. No, Friday. Was it Friday? Friday, but no touching. (laughs) No touching. Or literally breathing six feet from each other. I know. But... Yeah, no, I've just literally been here. Obviously, every day I've been going for long walks because that's the only thing that I can do. What else have been doing? Oh, <laughs> one thing that I'm excited about is I found a video online that showed me how to make an avocado tree. So Wait, what? Treat? Like for Billy? 
No, an avocado tree. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I'm making one. <laughs> Wait, so it's going to grow avocados? Yeah. So I'm on step one. Like one per um, month? <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> so basically you have to peel the pit and then you keep it for two weeks, like in a Ziploc bag wrapped in a damp paper towel. Oh my God. So I, ha- I, I just started it this week and we'll see in two weeks when quarantine hopefully will be done, but who knows? Because apparently it's going to be months now. I don't know. Yeah. So they're saying that, I mean, my friend, for example, who works at RBC, who came with me, my roommate, actually, who came back with me um, from the UK, he's not going back for six weeks. So if big corporate types of businesses aren't going to be in back to normal for about six weeks, that's giving us at least yeah a month and a half. But like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe Canada will move a little more quickly back to like I recovery so. because we got I started really sooner, so. you know? Well, the thing too, is that like everyone's on a different quarantine schedule. So for example, like people who came back in your situation, you're on a 14 day schedule to quarantine yourself from like the world, (laughs) the world. Yeah. But then if like businesses aren't closing down for the two weeks, then when are, when does their two weeks start? That's the issue. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's hard to gauge like, because everyone is on a completely different schedule. So my 14 days will be up soon, but someone who came back to Canada later will, theirs will be up later. And then I mean, then we can start. And then if we start getting intense, like how Europe, like how Italy and China is, then if you go out, then you could be, it could be now enforced or it could potentially be enforced by like the law or the police. And then your 14 days is actually like not 14 days. It's going to be like another two weeks, which is like a full month of quarantine. Yeah. So basically what Danielle's referring to is in the UK, because they got started so late, what they started to do is they'd had to bring out the army. So if you're not in quarantine and if you're not in lockdown, should I say, they will not ticket you, but they'll make you. And like Danielle's saying now that in, in the US and in the in Canada that they might have to go so far as to start ticketing you and, and charging you, I guess. Right. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't really know too much about it, but apparently like if you're out in Italy, the um, police will, or the enforcement will like ask for receipts or basically prove figure pr- you have to like prove that you are going for a valid reason, AKA like getting food from the supermarket or whatever that sort of serious or essential travel or essential like why are you out and why is that essential you have to like prove why but the good thing is is that you're home and we finally can record some content yes for the pod yeah we can finally record some episodes together once the quarantine is done and then once that you're fine and I'm fine and we've done the the like 14 day quarantine we can then sort of like expand our quarantine bubble and like yes together and start (laughs) letting more people into the circle we have some exciting um guests that we're gonna have on soon because we're gonna come back to those sorts of episodes with our interviews that we're so excited about so I'm gonna get into the episode Danielle thanks for tuning in okay thanks for facetiming me in (laughs) bye guys (laughs) so danielle and i will be back together very soon but until then i'm going to kind of break down this whole corona pandemic sitch for you guys i mean we can start by talking about how quickly it's escalated so i was in edinburgh when this all went down i was in edinburgh um with my friend matilda we were supposed to have like a nice trip together we both were visiting edinburgh for the first time she came from canada and then we were going to stay in the in London for a few days after. So she kind of see like how I lived and all that fun stuff. But 
Our trip quickly turned around as coronavirus started to spread. So I actually did a vlog about this, but day one we get there and things are good, but Corona has kind of started to be a topic of discussion to say the least. Um, my dad's starting to send me articles. Then two days into the trip, he asked me if I'm still planning on coming home in May, which I was, by the way, to come uh, deal with some stuff for my business, that maybe I should come home earlier. He thought I was coming home in April. So he's like, oh, you can come home in March instead of April. Um, so he's like, maybe you should come sooner. And then he started freaking out a bit. And I mean, long story short, we're here now. <laughs> he booked me a flight home for the following Wednesday. And thank God he did because it they announced in Canada that they were closing the borders to any non-Canadians, which obviously I wouldn't have run into an issue because I am a Canadian citizen, but things really, really, really escalated throughout the five days we were there. We got to enjoy our experience, but barely because honestly, there was just so much going down. So Canada and the US took protocol a lot more seriously than the UK did, at least to start. Being in Scotland during this time, as it was all going down, and everyone in Scotland and in the UK, in London, um, not taking it nearly as seriously as Canada and the US were, kind of made it difficult to understand how intense and crucial the situation um, was actually happening. So it was really hard to gauge. Everything was essentially as normal there. So coming back wasn't something that I really wanted to do, but eventually my dad booked me the ticket and I didn't really get to pick. So then I just decided, I guess I'm coming back. Um, but then once... I got here kind of evaluating and seeing like no one is out on the streets here. Everything is closed by law. All businesses, I think, have to be closed at this point temporarily. So the UK has finally announced lockdown and I believe they announced lockdown last Thursday. But um, there's going to be serious repercussions, I think, because Boris Johnson decided to call it too late. So um, I think the UK economy might suffer a little bit more than some of the places like Canada and the US that have taken measures well in advance, I think, to help prepare for the severity of this whole virus. But I mean, I don't know when I'll be back um, in the UK. Hopefully I'll be back, you know, I'd like to say in a month and a half. But the reality is it really depends on how much everything escalates and how heavily impacted the UK economy is. So let's get into my experience about flying during this whole corona situation. Um, so I had to fly home. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, again, my dad was like, wear a mask, wear, my friend was like, wear gloves, you know, sanitize every 20 minutes, every 10 seconds, <laughs> just sanitize your hands, have hand sanitizer and just be super cautious, which these are all things that I did. But so I got to the airport and I didn't have gloves and I didn't have any masks. So I kind of just had to do the best I could with um, sanitization, the disinfectant wipes and hand sanitizer and got to the airport, obviously sanitize everything that I touched, like the bag trolley, my suitcase handles, etc. But the first thing that I noticed was a lot of people were wearing masks. Um, a lot of people, you know, trying to get home because of the countries that they're from calling lockdown um, and them wanting to get back home as soon as possible. So there was that. I noticed the line to drop off things was a lot longer. And I think things were moving slowly in general because they just didn't want a lot of people to be in one 
area at a given period of time. So after noticing how long the line was to drop off the bags, even though I'd already checked in, I had made the assumption that the security check would be super long as well. But it turns out it was actually dead. And I think the reason why is because they were letting people slowly in so that again, a lot of people weren't situated in the same close airspace um, at once. So that kind of worked to our advantage because it just made things a lot quicker. Um, And then once we got in, the airport just felt really grim, super dead. It didn't feel like there was a lot of people despite my flight being like jam-packed. But um, my flight, I sanitized everything. Um, The girl beside me had already sanitized our little side. What is it called? You know, like the... I guess armrest. So the one that we shared, she had already sanitized and I was like, okay, amazing. We're on the same page here. And again, the flight was pretty much full of Canadians. So that was kind of interesting to see too, because I'm used to seeing, you know, international crowd of passengers on flights. So then I obviously got into Toronto and um, I was kind of wondering what to expect at the border because I'd heard, you know, some other countries doing extra security checks or just extra checks at the border to for coronavirus. Um, I think Korea and somewhere else had, you know, a way to te- check your temperature um, when you got in, which is I think important because some of the main symptoms of coronavirus are fever. And then alongside that, there's also a dry cough and I think body aches and maybe vomiting, but fever is one of the main ones. So checking temperature would be smart, but Danielle brought up this point um, when we were just discussing prior to recording this episode that considering everyone coming in to Canada at that time could only be Canadian citizens, um, it didn't really make sense for them to take extra measures since, you know, they shouldn't be spending their, their money on that because everyone who comes home is going to be going home to quarantine for 14 days anyway, or they should be. So I guess because of that, there actually was no additional checks at security. There was, you know, at customs, you just put in your, you know, regular custom form and then you spoke to an agent or an officer and he just asked you if you felt ill at all, which I mean, anyone could say no to. um, And then they kind of let you go about your day. So that was my experience. Um, I was a little surprised, but again, it makes sense now that it kind of put it into pers- into perspective that um, there would be no like additional additional checks, especially if everyone coming into Canada is is from here. So where we're at now, it is you know March twenty third, and right now only pharmacies and supermarkets are open. So I actually haven't gone into any of the stores yet. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have my mom bring me food and water and I mean all the essentials slash all the stuff that I usually cook. My dad has a full fridge of wine, so that makes life very fun if I ever get bored in here. But I've been staying inside. I went for a walk one day, but I heard 14 day quarantine means that you're not supposed to go outside at all. I mean, teach their own, I guess. Be smart, be safe, um, don't touch things. But I haven't gone out since just because I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do. And I think there's a lot of uncertainty for for a lot of people during this time. So um, just, you know, ask people if you don't know and and just try and do your best to stay safe and to keep others safe as well. The problem with everything closing again is that this is obviously taking a huge hit on on businesses. 
all businesses, but especially small businesses, um, since we don't really know how long this is going to go for. So, I mean, it's hard to say this. And I got into a bit of a conversation with my friend yesterday about this, but because small businesses are getting hit, I think it's important to support them. So if you can take initiative to, you know, purchase a gift card for any services or, you know, stores that you use that have, you know, online gift card options, like, you know, nail salon, your hairdresser, um, say like a local cold press juice store that you go to or a cafe or a restaurant, your dry cleaners, your favorite clothing brand, makeup brand, support them if you can, because, you know, your small investment now on something that you're going to spend money on anyway is going to help them throughout this like uncertainty, you know, a little uncertainty. And I mean, we are going to go into a recession. So people should be saving their money and not spending it. And to his point, people should be financially responsible. But I think everyone should really have an idea of what they can and cannot do and what they can and cannot spend on. So my point was more to towards, you know, those people who have the means to support local businesses and those people who spend money on things that they don't need on a day to day, you know, whether it's like a designer item or whether it's, you know, all these extra services that are just like the pleasures in life. Those are the people who can, you know, spend the money on getting a gift card from, you know, that like local swim store that they love getting all their bathers from or, you know, buying that like lash extension or lash refill that they know they're going to spend their money on as soon as they can go out and like get out of quarantine. So I mean, everyone's going to have a very personal opinion on this topic and I'm not really trying to cause a scene or quarrel with anyone, but I just wanted to bring up that it is important to support the small local businesses that you can, that you love and that you, you know, truly believe in, um, if you do have the means. And another thing that this whole Corona thing has kind of brought into play is a bandwagon effect. So first it started with the whole toilet paper situation, you know, people just one person saying, oh my God, we're going to run out of toilet paper if all the stores are closed. And now every single mass retailer or even, you know, corner store is essentially out of toilet paper. That should not be what our main issue is right now. Um, and our main concern is because we are not going to run out of toilet paper. And, um, you know, if you do, you can just fucking shower instead of wiping your ass every time you go to the bathroom. But the thing is with this whole bandwagon effect that also kind of reaches over to um, media sources, you know, every day that we've heard something about coronavirus, it's been completely different. And, you know, one day we get one piece of information and three days later, it's like something completely different. So being aware is something that I cannot stress enough throughout this whole thing, because if you don't check multiple sources for the same information, you're going to panic and you might take in incorrect information and then start sharing that with people. And that's when things really just get blown out of proportion and causes unnecessary, you know, anxiety and stress and panic for everyone else. So what the hell are we doing now? What are you guys doing with your time? It's a whole work from home situation for a lot of us. Luckily, I always work from home or from coffee shops or co-working spaces. So for me, I'm really optimized this time and I have been super productive. Um, but I know for a lot of people, it's kind of difficult because if you are used to a corporate setting or you have a service-based job, a service industry job, sorry, um, or a job where you are always, you know, interacting with a lot of people, being at home for this long, you know, can put you into, into a state of anxiety and can really get you out of your comfort zone. I think it's important to 
learn how to utilize your time when you are home all day, every day. I mean, first things first, if you do have the means to, and by means, I mean, if you're not in strict quarantine and you can go outside in your backyard, do that. Soak in some vitamin D when you can or go for a hike. It's important to social distance, but it's also important to stay healthy and to stay sane. So, I mean, there's not a lot of people outside on the road. So if you, if you are healthy and you are capable of just like taking a walk, um, I would suggest doing that first and foremost. Now, when it comes down into getting into a routine, I think the easiest way to do it is to set a schedule for yourself. So I personally, for every day, don't set a schedule, but today actually started with a very strict schedule because I had a lot to do today, actually, including recording this podcast. And I kind of broke down my hour to hour so that I could fit everything in. And I mean, maybe that's different um, than it would be for you guys. Cause for me, I'm like, I need to wake up. I need to write in my journal, read a chapter, of my book. Then after that, I'm going to do my workout. Then after that, I'm going to shower, get ready today because I'm filming, but if not, I probably wouldn't get ready. After I get ready, then I'll kind of sit down. I have tasks that I have to do every day for my business, for my client's business. And then I'm also thinking of creative ways to engage with my audience. So just creating a schedule, I think is important. And if you don't really have a schedule because right now you're out of work, just create one that's based off of you know, self-improvement. How can you better yourself? How can you make life a little bit more fulfilling for you? You know, work on writing in a journal, whether that's expressing gratitude or writing your thoughts about this whole experience and how you're feeling. All of those things can really help, help you, you know, combat this, you know, strange and weird time that we're experiencing, but also just give you a bit of sense of groundedness. If you can, I'd also, you know, call up your friends, call up the friends that you haven't seen. I know you've heard this already, but call the friends you haven't seen, call your grandparents. I've called my grandmother every like three days. It's been great for them, especially it makes the world of a difference, especially if you're not used to calling them that often or at all. Just seeing them FaceTiming, seeing them face to face through your phone is is something that I think you'll feel good about and they feel great about. And this is also a really good time to engage with your social community, whether you are, you know, on social media for your job usually or or not being able to access all your friends and all these people online. I mean, this pandemic could not have come at a more digitally advanced time. I think it couldn't have come at a better time for the sort of way that we have technology integrated into our, into our, you know, everyday lives, um, than in 2020 essentially. Um, so I think just like taking advantage of that is great because it'll really help you, you know, share your thoughts with other people and maybe, maybe you'll start reaching out to, a new community that you never thought you would have. And, you know, once we're all out of this quarantine, you'll have someone um, or a group of people that, you know, you can talk to and that you can relate to. So to kind of break down the way that you can make use of your time throughout this period is first and foremost, get into a routine, get into a schedule or create one for yourself, especially if you're not used to it, you know, write down your hourly day to day if you have a lot of work that you norm, that you have to do. And, and if you don't, then, you know, just write down a few tasks that you want to complete every day, whether that's, you know, learning a new skill, starting to journal, 
you know, words of gratitude every morning, reading a chapter of a book every day, or finishing that book that you've had lying around for the past year, like me. But I have, I am proud to say that I'm finally on to my second book of the year. So it's only taken me three months almost to finish one. But I think now we're, but now we're finally getting things up to speed, which is great. Also moving your body. There's so many live workout classes out right now, guys. People are just, the community, the online community is just insane. Like everyone, a lot of workout studios, fitness studios are doing free live classes. There's also a lot of online subscription services that you can use as resources to work out at home. Some of my favorites are Melissa Wood Health. Um, I also love Barbell Bod. So that's Bar Pilates. Then there's also um, Kayla Itzinus. If you guys like HIIT workouts, there's so many at-home workouts that you can do. But if you guys want to do you know, some free workouts, just use YouTube and use these live workout classes as resources because I can guarantee there's one or two of your favorite studios that are, are going to be offering that during this time. Because the reality is we're all in like, we're all in the same position. We're all experiencing the same thing from different parts of the world. So why not just stand together and like make this work for all of us by supporting each other throughout this time. Take this time to create that social interaction that you never make the time to do in your everyday life because you're so occupied by how fast paced your life is. So take the time now to, you know, make those calls, create and strengthen those bonds with people who you do love and that are in your life. Because I mean, I think if think that there's one main takeaway that this whole experience of being in lockdown or in quarantine is providing us with, it's understanding the things in life that we actually need to look at and that are important. So that's one good thing that can come out of this. You know, this slowing down is giving us a heightened perspective and awareness on the important things that in life, the important things, the things that we need, the things that we truly need, you know, the things that we truly need to like live a happy and fulfilling life. It's also, you know, giving the environment a rest. Um, I think this is mother nature's wake up call to all of us, because if you guys, I mean, I haven't looked at the stats yet, but there has obviously been a significant reduction in pollution since all of this has started, especially in China. China's finally seen their sky. There's less transportation. Obviously there's less people driving around, less people going to work, but there's also a lot of budget airlines um, have, you know, canceled their flights in general for this time being, because, you know, people aren't going on flights. So they're losing money if they're flying empty planes. Um, But that's another huge contribution to pollution usually. So cutting that, cutting factory production, you know, cutting transportation in like cars and and other vehicles is obviously having a huge impact on the way everything and the way the environment is responding. Yes, we're going to have to go back to our normal lives, but hopefully now that there's this heightened sense of awareness of us acknowledging what the fuck is actually going on, with the world. And like, now that we know that we can control and reverse, you know, some of the crazy environmental destruction that we've had to, to our planet, hopefully now we, when we come out of this, that we can, we can respond to it better. And then we can, you know, take steps towards helping solve climate change and helping solve all these other issues so that the planet can survive um, and that we can all live longer lives. So that is a wrap. I'm going to end it there. I think that was enough Corona recap for um, the rest of your quarantine period. So thank you guys again for tuning in. We will be back again with 
Danielle in the next episode and we have a guest that we'll also be interviewing so stay tuned for that and thank you guys for all the love make sure you give us five stars on the podcast app and leave us a comment if you can because that's what makes um, the world of a difference for our ratings so we love you guys and we'll see you in the next one can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.